Just when you're talking, face towards the mic. That's your best your best bet. Lean forward more than backwards, because if you lean back in your chair, they're not going to hear you. You want you. It's going to be bad for your posture, but you're going to lean forward when you're talking. It's just better. Or you for just the... sit like I normally do. Yeah. Over with the weight of your guilt. <laughs> what did you do wrong? Uh, I'm legally not allowed to say. Let's just say that there's several countries I'm not allowed back in. Is it have anything to do with Randy Newman? No. No? No. Okay. I was going to go with George Foreman, but same principle. What? The guy who makes the grills and boxed? I was yeah. I was going to make a, me and George Foreman have beef joke regarding steaks, but I don't think it pays off here. Are you as lost as I am? I've been lost this whole time. Okay. I'm Isn't glad. George Foreman a short guy? No, that's... I mean, like, I, I know... No, the you're Gary Coleman. You're Gary Coleman. <laughs> that's the hot plate boy. The hot plate boy. Gary Coleman's hot plates. What? Gary Coleman's hot plates. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yes. Actually? I think. That's why I was getting stuff mixed up. I thought we were talking about George Foreman and his grill. There's George Foreman grill and then there's Gary Coleman's hot plates. See, I'm going to believe you because I don't want to face a world. Who's on first? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hi there, welcome back to the Lake of Rage Radio. It's me, Jake, here with... Travis. Brandon. And Evan. And Evan, a.k.a. the Mad Dog. It's actually... Awful. We should. Do we want to explain that nickname, or do we want to restart nope. that recording? No. Nope. No. Nope. Right. He's just called the Mad Dog. You have to don't question that. it. Don't question it. Hi. <laughs> uh, Evans, our very good friend, and also uh, fairly decent Pokemon nerd, uh, and wanted to be on an episode of the podcast. And uh, since like half of our viewers already know him, it works. So, <laughs> every episode I have to make a joke about how we have like two viewers. That way, one day when we have four viewers, they'll be like, well, they're so much bigger now. Mathematically, yeah. <laughs> 100% more. 100% I mean, that's, more. Depending on the time frame, that's an exponential growth, dude. For sure. Honestly, it's, literally ever. It's it doesn't like, matter, it doesn't matter the time frame, frame. It just is exponential growth. Yeah, so, yeah, so probably. I don't know math. Who knows math? Me. Eh. No one knows math. It's actually just a joke. That explains why I'm so bad at Pokemon. No, that's just... That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're post E3 uh, by like a week at this point. Um, and if you've been on the internet lately, you've noticed people are upset about a lot of things, specifically Pokemon. And I think today we're going to talk about that. But before we get to the things that people are mad about Pokemon, let's talk about the things that people are happy about with Pokemon. Does anyone have any? All right, so now that we've exhausted that, <laughs> no. Okay, let's talk about the the new Pokemon. We got uh, two new Pokemon. We got uh, Yamper, the electric Corgi Pokemon, and we got Impidimp. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think so. Uh, the fairy dark type Pokemon, who is like a little gobliny boy. It's kind of purpley pink. Well, he's both purple and pink. He's also got like bat wings sticking out the back of his head. You don't just really notice them. It's very weird. I just hope it evolves into like a big buff Devilman Crybaby character. Because that'd be rad. Right now uh, it's at the Crybaby. We're still waiting on the Devilman? It's really more just like a little shit. I love to hate it. Oh yeah, he like he's like a goblin. Like straight up, he's a goblin. Like it's... Yeah. It's like, meh! That's it. That's, that's him. Uh, uh, Yamper though. How does everyone feel about Yamper? Conceptually, it's a good idea for Pokemon. 
it has a heart on its butt. And that's adorable. Its color scheme, on the other hand, leaves much to be desired. See, I don't hate its color scheme. Every fan art I've seen of the Pokemon, they make its basic fur coat far more brown than it actually is, because the darker color looks better with the yellow. But as of right now, the tan and the yellow together are just... Just washing out? They're washing each other out with the white on it, too, and the, the green. It just It's not as pretty as it could be. I, I don't know exactly what like the sort of governance of the Galar region is, but I hope whatever sort of queen they have just breeds breeds them. So I've heard a lot of people say that they think um uh what is her name? The, uh the professor. Yeah, Professor Sycamore? No. 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 <laughs> yes, Professor no. I'm clipping the audio hard. <laughs> I would hope so you were tapping on the table. Oh, that's probably not so clip in the audio. It's probably my beautiful voice. Sure. <laughs> um, let me just look, load up uh, the series, check out new characters. Willow? Professor Willow. That sounds right. Nope. Isn't Professor Willow Professor Woodchipper from Pokemon mm. Go? Yeah, I think I'm like 900% right. sure yeah. that he's Professor Willow. so many Willow. trees. Man, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Magnolia. Magnolia, that's right, because Magnolia is also the Japanese name for uh podcast that hasn't been finished editing, but you'll find this out in the other episode of the podcast, Evan, uh, is the Japanese name for Professor Burnett. Or no, the Italian name for Professor Burnett. There we go. Okay. Professor Willow. Or Magnolia. Magnolia. Wow. Hey guys, trees, huh? Shows how much I know about my plants. I thought that was a flower. Uh it is a flowering tree. Okay. There you go. Okay. So you're right. Okay. I don't really know where we were going with that, but like, I think she's based off of the Queen of England. I think that's going to be like the approximation there is that they go with that. Maybe. That'd be cool. Just, just has a bunch of corgis. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. No, but, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to level with you listeners. Uh, I'm colorblind and I hate this thing's colors. <laughs> He's very colorblind. Remember in the last episode where we make fun of our friend Evan because he's colorblind? This is that Evan. I'm still colorblind. He, we haven't fixed it yet. We're trying to figure out a way to do yeah, it. Yeah, nothing's changed on that front. I've tried those like old vintage 3D glasses. The red so, blue ones? Yeah, the ones just had no effect. No, but he did it's look... red green colorblind. But he did look red, not red blue colorblind, yeah. Well, wait, does that mean if we just get you red green, just make custom... Oh, who's got money for that? Ugh, I me. think there were a couple movies that That's used red green glasses. Really? We could go find some vintage ones. Or we could just buy some red and green cellophane. Yeah, who has money in this economy? Uh, People. It's just a question how much. Really? Yeah. For all we know, cellophane's expensive. For all I know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't care about your opinions on the cellophane economy. Brandon is in the cellophane economy. He is watching it like a hawk. I've got my mitts in there. Oh, and I suppose you could just 3D print the frames. Theoretically, that is possible, yes. <laughs> yeah, just rogue 3D color. Whoa, this is awful. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but... <laughs> Uh, no, uh, we also got, uh, a new gym leader, the water type gym leader, her name's Nessa. Does anybody have anything they want to say about Nessa? 
Loch Nessa. Yeah. Probably the namesake. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to say anything else about Nessa? She uses a dive ball, ergo best gym leader. Except in the... the Demo. The demo, they gave her a regular Pokeball, which I am not supportive of. I mean, she also does have a Colossal Dreadnought. It's a callback. Yes, it is. <laughs> Are we not allowed to do callbacks? I don't know. Like, I felt like... Wolf Glick! <laughs> <laughs> sure, like, that's a good callback, but... I don't know. Just reiterating the same bad pun's not the it's not working. Are you admitting it's a bad pun? Because I thought it was great. Yeah, I also thought it was pretty good. That's why I'm making a callback here. Those are non-unique. It can be both bad and great. You're not wrong. Might not be right, but I'm not wrong. Um, That's just the Brandon way. That is my motto. Yes. The mo. Uh, <laughs> um, Ness. Uh, the internet thinks Ness is attractive. And I don't think anybody disagrees. I think she looks like every other female Pokemon gem leader. There actually has been a lot of uh, controversy over her design. Really? Um, a lot of stuff, like a lot of people have been arguing that it's definitely over-sexualized because of the nature of the outfit. Um, is I'm Misty? S- well, the thing is, Pokemon has that issue. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, however, it feels weirdly misplaced this time around because she's a wearing... a gym leader. I don't care about that. Oh. Like, the weirdest thing is that she's wearing, like, uh, Olympic running wear. Mm-hmm. But she's a water type, so, eh. But, like, it's still, like, it's still in line with, like, the outfits you'd see on Olympic athletes. Sure, sure. So it feels like this time it's maybe a little bit misplaced. But, no, maybe. Pokemon does empirically, like, have a history of like characters with too short of, like, skirts or shorts or all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean. Absolutely. Have we not seen Wallace in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? That man is showing off way too much hip bone and front girdle of hip. It's it's something spectacular. You're looking it up because you got to see Wallace. His ORAS outfit. So, oh yeah. So like Wallace in uh, Ruby and Sapphire, people are like it was a lot. He's, then, that's that's fairly flamboyant. And then you go ORAS and Wallace <laughs> and is oh, oh man, he's like he's probably on the show. Queer he's got like in. He's got pants that aren't held up by anything except what's almost a Borat strap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I love that. That's in a Pokemon game, kids. He's it took me it took me a minute when I first saw him to realize there's nothing underneath that. No, he's not wearing underwear. (laughs) You just got a straight shot from like below the ribs to the top of his thighs. Oh yeah. I don't know, maybe he's wearing some kind of weird like No. No. Some weird, like, suspender underpants. Suspender pants? Suspender pants! I don't think so. I'm horrified, no matter Because even, like, so here's the thing. You wouldn't wear that no. unless you had a reason to wear it. We're not going to keep the rest of his outfit. This was a choice. a reason to wear that? Professor Sycamore is just sitting there with, like, four buttons on done, walking around, hitting on anyone, including your mother, he can get his hands on. That man is my idol. <laughs> One day I hope to be him. <laughs> is this a Butterfree? No, that's a that's a pit of. I think the weirdest thing, just to get back on track, the weirdest thing about Nessa's design is like the lifesaver, like buoy thing she's got on her shoes. No, that's the best thing about her design. Like, <laughs> it's just too like 
like orange rings on each side of her sandal. And I've seen like a couple fan art where she's like standing underwater <laughs> with just like the bottom of her feet like right at the surface. That's a power move. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, going to say, it actually reminds me of the flotations on your uh, bike in the game. Oh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. That's interesting. Her shoes are so powerful, she doesn't need a bike. Are you implying she's already not Jesus? I'm not implying that. That's good. She's clearly Jesus. She's like the Beyonce of this game. She's you can, She's the Beyonce. Like, you know, We've I'm seen five trainers. We've seen like seven. Yeah. And who you got to compare to? Milo? Hey, Evan, how you feel about Milo's design, Evan? Huh? How you feel about Milo's design? Who? The buff baby man. Oh... Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's that how you the, feel? That is yes? <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. So I saw his no, design. Let him, let him finish, I saw his design, and my first thought was, well, this might as well happen. <laughs> I'm still don't know where they put his nose. <laughs> well, so... He's a Krillin. So here's the <laughs> thing. He's here's the thing. He has weird-looking anatomy, he has enormous muscles, and he summons a giant monster that appears behind oh him. Oh my god, I hate this already. Oh no... He's not a JoJo. He's a JoJo. No, he's, he's too round to be a JoJo. He's not built like a refrigerator. Yeah, and neither. He's more like built like a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be kind, Pokemon themed, and like say he's built like a Beware, but uh, more like a Hariyama. <laughs> no, he's closer to a Beware. Just big and fluffy. Yeah, so he fits perfectly yeah, in the JoJo world. With no defined head. <laughs> Somewhere the neck starts being a head. Who knows? We don't know, because he's wearing, like, a weird scarf. Uh, we don't it's, God, his character design is a mess. Oh, God, Travis. <laughs> so, so we're Tra- spiders? Yeah, I'm worried about spiders still. Two episodes in a row now. I was like, Jesus. Now I'm just going to forever. Arachnophobia forever. God. <laughs> So you played against Brandon's Araquanid. Any man would fear it. It is spooky. Um, uh, but, what else, so what else did we see from the E3 stuff? Um, we got to walk around the wild area a little bit. Um, and in the process confirmed my greatest fears with it. That Travis is bad at video games. That we have to go back to it multiple times. Travis is like... Travis doesn't like changing video games. Fairly evident for his opinion on fairy types and everything else. But, for the rest of us, how do we feel about the walk around, the your other characters walking around with you in the overworld? I have a follow-up to Travis. Okay. How do you feel about Hyrule Fields in Ocarina of Time? It's fine. My thoughts on the wild area are that I like the idea of it, I don't like the free camera, and I don't like the see them walking around Pokemon like they were on Let's Go. I'd rather be fixed camera with an encounter system the same way that previous Pokemon games have done it. So you don't like change is what you're saying? Like I'm, I, I'm just, I'm asking. I'm it's saying I don't like the volume of change they're putting into the area. Sure, but it's just one area. It's yeah, like basically it's a single zone. area that you're going back to between areas. It seems much more like this is their open world between towns area than it is a safari zone. Yes. Yes, then it's not just like the Safari Zone. There's still like what appears to be roots and everything. So yeah, like outside of this, like it doesn't it doesn't take up from what we can tell the bulk of the game. It seems like it'll probably take up the bulk of the post game, possibly or like uh like the grinding game. But because this seems like also where you can catch a lot of different Pokemon. But like I'm just really curious if you can explain briefly like 
specifically why you don't like why you're out of favor of this like why this is a bad thing for you because i don't like the way that the movable camera functions i don't like it in a lot of games that it's in okay and i'd rather have the random encounter system back we still have the random encounter yeah. system do it's, we? Yes. Yeah. In the actual routes, we know that for a fact, Travis. Not Do even we? in that. Even in the wild, you still have, if you're walking through the grass, you'll see exclamation point. And then, yeah. And then it's a random encounter. Did we? Because in the video we watched of it, we saw him impact a small lump in the grass and the exclamation point appeared, implying that he had walked into something, not that he had randomly encountered something. Yes, but it's not something you can tell what it is. Yes, because it's too short to see. That's a different case. You could still see that there was something there in the grass. No, but like there are actual random encounters. Like That's a for, that's a actual thing that we and know for a fact. And in the first trailer, there's one where they're walking through past grass and they have it happen. Yeah. Did they? Yes. yes. So it's it doesn't completely remove it. It just adds more. It doesn't take away anything. It just adds more to the game. So what was the other question that started all this? I don't remember. How do we feel about the walk around? The how do yeah? How do we all feel about the walking around? You can you can now see um, this functions as sort of your like Pokemon Plaza or whatever the thing where you like Wi-Fi your trade plaza. your festival plaza. Yeah. And um, I was just asking how we feel about that, because you can now see other players walking around in your wild area, as we could see with Masuda and the uh, other guy who was, like, doing the main playing, were walking around in each other's games. You kind of got to do that in black and white, right? Did you? Um, you got to, like, play as, like, an NPC in another person's game, and, like, they can see your character move around. You straight up got to do that in Diamond Pearl Platinum in the Underground. Specifically, yeah, you're right. You're right on that. Yeah. So it's not the first time they've done something similar this is probably the most interactive. Yeah. Uh, we see the new Pokemon item that everyone is sure to love, the bag of potatoes. Uh, also, the peculiar root, was it? Or pungent root, that's what it was. The, he finds it at the side of the water, the pungent root. So it seems like there's going to be some sort of, like, bigger cooking theme to this. Like, like a cooking mechanism, sort of, instead of, like, you're making Pokemon food instead of making, like, poffins and stuff. I think that's interesting and kind of cool. And also the the roots were hidden, like there weren't like item markers on the ground or pokeballs. On they the were they were uh, sparkles. sparkles. Oh, okay, there were sparkles. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Did they do that in another game recently? Like another Pokemon game? I feel like um, it was. I think with the megastones. Yes, the, with the megastones, and also um, if you were like chasing the Wimpod around. Um, he would drop something sometimes oh, and it would yeah. sit there sparkling or if you encountered a Pokemon like in the overworld that would like fly at you or whatever you remember that in Sunday Moon drop an item yeah and then it would sit there sparkling so oh, yeah man. it's actually the same sort of thing okay um I like the area looks pretty easy to traverse and I like the variety of Pokemon and environments that you can encounter there and plus the super um ever changing weather yeah like, it went from raining to hail in, like, the span of a moment. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that was location-based or time-based. I think it might have been a little column A, a little column B. Hmm. Yeah, so we, we know that spawns change both on time and weather, mm -hmm. as well as, like, specific area. So it seems like there will be a lot of, like, a lot of more exploring to do than you initially would think. Yeah. Um... We also, speaking of weather, we found out that there are Z-moves that will change the weather. Uh, 
They're not Z moves. Max. max moves. Yeah. So the max moves are like essentially Z moves when you're in the Dynamax form. But we do have com- uh, confirmation, I guess, to kind of sidebar so while we brought up Z moves from a Famitsu uh, magazine uh, interview that Z moves and Mega Evolutions are guaranteed not going to be back in this game, like no matter what. So, for better or worse, that's the case. Um, but yeah, all the Dynamax moves that are attacking moves have a secondary effect on top of their initial like base damaging effect. Um, the fire type one sets up Sunny Day. The rock type one sets up Sandstorm, etc. Yeah, um, I was a little worried seeing only the Max moves being used in the Dynamax battles, and I was worried that it might uh, decrease like competitive diversity. It's going to be interesting to see how it affects competitive. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time to really see how this actually shakes out. It's also important to remember that it's only for three turns. Yes. In, when it's you, yeah, in the in the competitive yeah. matches. So that is, that's totally fair. And we know that uh, raid battles now, you have only ten turns to do it, right? Yes. No, um, for sure. But we saw a lot of cool stuff happen with the Steelix where it was able to give itself, like, protect shields... Um, able to change the weather, just a lot of interesting stuff that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also, everybody has a chance to catch the the raid Pokemon, kind of like if you're doing a Pokemon Go raid, um, for those of you who actually know how this works, is after you, everybody fights it, everybody each gets to throw a Pokeball at it and see if they can catch it. You don't guarantee catch it, but everybody has a chance to catch it, um, and multiple people can catch it. So like all four people who are playing in the max raid battle could hypothetically catch a Pokemon. None of them could. One of them, two of them, three of them, etc. Uh, but I know there are also you get items and experience points and other things for like competing in the raid battles in the first place. So mm-hmm. no matter what, you don't walk away with nothing. It's just nice. It definitely implies that uh, you'll want different types of Pokemon in the, the fights too. You'll want something dedicated to healing. Uh, maybe something with Heal Pulse. Uh, reflect. Like the Steelix used a move on a Ludicolo, so it was resisted. This was a ground type move. Mm-hmm. It was resisted. There was a reflect up, a burn, and an intimidate. Yeah, and it still did like a quarter damage. Yeah, so they're gonna hit like a truck, and that's like one eighth damage. Yeah. Um. So they'll hit like a truck. A lot of the attacks weren't doing much. The Dynamaxing was hitting super effective to deal maybe a fifth damage. Yeah. Thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, so it definitely looks like it'll be very strategic. Yeah, there's um, finally an in-game use for, like, setup and support moves. Follow me, protect, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be very interesting, because I, I honestly think, at least in-game, this is going to add two major things. A, post-game replayability, like, for you and your friends. And it also gives you a reason to not just hard restart your game. You know what I mean? Like, you want to keep that old account so you can raid with your friends, like, post-game and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that's the nicest thing about the, actually, the, blah, the Nintendo Switch is all you'll have to do is create a, like, second account on your Switch, like another, like a guest account, essentially, and then you can just replay the game that way. Yep, yeah, saves it all being local is really nice. That it, yeah, so that's convenient. Um, Downside is, since it's Nintendo, your saves are only local. They don't get saved to an SD card. Cloud storage probably won't work for Pokemon. So if your save not. no, we need that for a factory for yeah months. So if your save gets kaput or your switch needs to get repaired, you can cast all your saves goodbye for Pokemon because there's no way to back them up at all. Yeah, there's also that concern with uh, Animal Crossing. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it's been the same way kind of with the cartridges, though, to be fair. Yeah. Like, we, if your cartridge it's is harder, damaged or yeah, lost... It's harder to break a cartridge than it is to break a system. Though. You can actually put it through a washing machine or... They still generally work after that. The problem with it being on a system is if my system dies, not only am I losing my Pokemon save data, I'll be losing my Splatoon save data, my Dark Souls save data if Splatoon I had it. is cloud-saved. No, yeah. it's not. Splatoon 2 is not cloud-saved. I believe that's incorrect. That's factual. Splatoon 2, Animal Crossing. Anyways, it, that's not super relevant. It doesn't really matter. Splatoon is in Pokemon. But yeah, yeah. if the Switch goes bye-bye... Then you lose all of your save data, and Nintendo really should have a way to back up your own data for any game. Theoretically, they should pull it off of the system, but um, I already had to send in my Switch because the battery died. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some sort of charging board failure where it was charging extraordinarily fast and draining at like 1% a second just on the home screen mm-hmm. and when I sent it in they told me there was a chance they wouldn't be able to recover any of my data um, I don't remember what if the result of that did. was I don't know if I had any games on there that actually really used data Breath of the Wilds oh yeah I don't think... I think, yeah, you have the same save. Yeah, was, they did manage to transfer Breath of the yeah. Wild. I think that was the only game that mattered. Um, this is very early in the Switch's life cycle. Yeah. yeah. It was like five months into the Switch. So there was like three games on the Switch that you can yeah. play. Yeah. Um, Still worth it. <laughs> like, I had to go and re-download all my little games from the App Store or whatever, but... Other than that. Yeah. So, when you send in the actual Switch, if there's a failure or something... They should be able to maybe transfer it. It's a little weird, though, if you're outside of your warranty cycle. It's definitely something a lot of people are concerned about, but we'll wait and see how that plays out. Yeah. Like, I think largely with Pokemon Home existing, you're probably safe. And I think that might be the segue. Oh, yeah. To the thing. To the thing. So if you have been under a rock for, like, the last week and you haven't heard... uh, only Pokemon that are available in the Gala Region Pokedex will be able to be transferred from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home to the game. And you can still trade Pokemon from previous games and uh, Bank, Let's Go, uh, and Pokemon Go into your uh, Pokemon Home, but they can't be traded into Sword and Shield, at least as of release. Um, this has caused a lot of people to get vitriolic, I think is probably the correct word to use here. Um, attack like verbally attack people who are on the development team, get very upset. Uh, people are saying they're going to boycott the game unless they have the national decks that open. And to be honest with you, um, that's not helpful at all to like the situation at hand. Like whatever your opinion on it is, like being like aggressive and violent towards the people who are making the game, and like they have a very clear deadline. They have to get the game up by a certain point. They're still working on it right now. And they're filling as many Pokemon as they can into the decks, but, like, you can only fit so many Pokemon, you know, in such a crunch time. Especially when they're doing full 3D renders of everything. Switch cards have a cap at, what, 32 gigabytes? I'm not quite sure. Um, they've got, like, voices for all the Pokemon, animations for everything, full 3D models, like, especially when you're considering all the forms. Like, you got 26 form, no, 27 forms for Unknown. Yeah, us. Or is it 28? 28. 28, yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. Okay, I forgot exclamation point. Um, you got like Arceus and Silvali with all their different 
type yeah. models. Well, those wouldn't be different models. All those would just be texture swaps. Sure. Which is a lot less work than remodeling all the different items. Still, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but then it still also adds in the problem of having to fit in all the discs and plates right. into the game. All the items. Just from a design standpoint. Not yeah, not even from capacity. a... Yeah, not even from, like, development time, just from a, like, narrative standpoint to even try and justify those items existing in the gallery region. Every single Mega requires its own thing. Same with every Z-Move. They've all got special animations. So here's the thing that I'm actually okay with this about is, so Mega Evolutions, like, just Megas and Zs not being the game specifically. So Z-Moves are a cultural thing specific to the Alola region. So I understand them not being in another region and not really, like, being something you would have access to. That just makes sense, world-wise. Mega Evolution is something that like, they expanded it out to Oras and, uh, what's, what's their names? Um, Alola? No, no, no. In the Alola region, um, is it, not Zinnia, the, the blonde dude and, uh. Oh, the girl? The yeah. Guy? Um, Senna. Senna and those two. That doesn't. Dexio? Dexio and Senna. That's right, Travis. Thank you. Um, like they came and gave you a mega bracelet, gave you mega stones, and then the only way to get more mega stones was to buy them at like the post game thing. So like, by and large, it seems like mega stones are you know like narrowed down to like the Kalos and like now the Hoenn region by extension, but not really like something that is like really readily available for everyone to have access to in the world. And it was something that was pretty much only being rediscovered by Sycamore in the timeline that we are on, like, at that point, so... Yeah, it was more to do with, like, the narrative justification was that they were reacting to the Mega Stones, which were only found in the Kalos region and the Hoenn region in the Oras timeline. Yeah. So, them not being in every region does make narrative sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially because, like... The first Mega Stones were involved with, like, Rayquaza hitting the planet or something like that, and, like, a meteorite. So if it's all just shards of a meteorite, there's a finite amount of them. And also, like, just how meteorites work, or meteors, whatever, when they hit, like, a planet, they're, like, you're going to get a debris cloud, and all that stuff's going to branch out, right? But it's not going to be everywhere across the entire planet. So it just makes, like, fair narrative sense, I think. Um, but... So just to go back... Because, like, any Pokemon that is not within the the Galar decks, that doesn't just mean not new Pokemon. Like, the decks is everything that naturally occurs in the area, basically. So, like, Pikachu, uh, Wingle, Machop, they're not from the Galar region, but, like, also they're Pokemon you can catch in the Galar region, so you can find those. Yeah, all of those will be something you can transfer, and everything else will be stuck in Pokemon Home. Or Bank, or whatever you leave them in. But it's... Fair to say, like, if they're letting you move things forward into home, the plan is to eventually get those Pokemon onto a game at some point, right? Like, the assumption is here Pokemon aren't going to be stuck in, like, Pokemon home limbo forever. It was recently Masuda was asked, like, hey, would you guys consider patching the games to add in the rest of the Pokemon after the fact? And he said, we're not not considering it like it's not not a thing we're considering but we don't know if we can slash are able to at least initially so the issue here would be basically just getting all the models ready because i I don't see a reason why they couldn't have a patch that updates your game locally Mm -hmm. so that you can use those pokemon Mm -hmm. like it would just be having like an extra resource folder 
and then updating the game to allow those Pokemon or whatever. Um, like the only like obviously you probably wouldn't you would not be able to use them in online stuff because you can't guarantee the other person would have the patch. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't be able to use it for like BGC or anything. Well, no, you can't go online sure you unless you're fully you can't updated. Go online unless you're updated. Yeah. 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 I'm talking about like DLC. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Not an update, like a patch that you can download because you'll say yes, I'll devote an extra three gigabytes of my Switch oh, okay. to all of this data, okay, and then sure. it allows me to use my Pokemon and just going out in the region, um, using them for. Like trainer tower or whatever they decide to use yeah, as a family yeah, yeah. for that kind of stuff, where you might not be able to use it for localist wireless or even local wireless or internet play, mm-hmm. but you'd still be able to use the Pokemon somehow. Okay, that seems reasonable. The assumption is though, like whether or not they can put all the resources into it, because it's likely that they're only modeling what they plan to have in the game. Yeah, and they're still going to have to work on all this stuff. They did tell us that this is going to be the largest Pokedex of any Pokedex ever, and that they really took a lot of time considering, like, what Pokemon made narrative sense and, like, what fan Pokemon, like, when they know we're going to want to see. So you have Pokemon like Gengar, Gyarados, Milotic, Machamp, Pikachu. Like, we haven't seen Eevee yet, but... No, actually, we have. We saw somebody had an Eevee in the crowd. So, like, but, like, real big fan favorites clearly are going to be in there. Like, what's his name? Um... The guy I don't like, Leon. Leon, yeah, Champion Leon. Champion Leon has a Charizard, you know. And as much as some of us think that it's a super overrated Pokemon, yo, <laughs> uh, Charizard is clearly a very big fan favorite. Yeah. So notable favorites we've got like Charizard, the Pikachu line, Clefable, and like Nine Tails, Arcanine. It's like a whole bunch of favorites. Yeah, like you can just like go to Sierra. You did just list off a bunch of Gen One Pokemon. To be fair, I'm just scrolling. Yeah, I know. Just go to Sierra and look down. Yeah, we have confirmation on Eevee, Galvantula, Togekiss, yeah, Golurk, Sneasel, Seismitoad, my big warty boy, Titar. That's a good boy. Oh wait, Waylord is confirmed in this game. Fantastic. Oh, he's gonna be so big. Oh no, people are going to get Dynamax. I've seen so many jokes I don't think they get squished. Waylord's really not happy for his size. No, it's like... He's a blimp Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they just, like, beach volleyball him out of the way. You can get squished and not, like, squished to death. Yeah. Squish. Yeah, there is a <laughs> distinction there. Now, for those of you who don't obviously see, because yeah, we Waylord's don't only, like, nine of I just poked Travis in the cheek. And we'll squish, you know. Roserade. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of oh, okay. Pokemon that are in here. That they're in there. Yeah, and, like, Gooey. we clearly haven't seen that. Oh, boy. Many. Yeah, like so they're they're slam dunking a lot of Pokemon into the game. Mimikyu. Um did we see Mimikyu? Apparently. Apparently. Okay. I believe you, Joe Merrick. Malamar's in here, so you're gonna have to hold your switch upside down. <laughs> there is a gyroscope in it, so Yep. Maybe just hold your controller upside down. No, I'll switch. That would mean if you're sitting there on the couch though, you'd have to go click in and pick up and turn around your switch, and I'm pretty sure the gyroscopes are gonna be in your right Joy-Con. Yeah. So you're probably just going to tip your whole like control right Joy-Con. I know, tip your but whole I will, but you're but, but just for, for I'm going to tip the whole switch. Tip the whole switch. Tip the whole switch, boys. Tip the right Joy-Con. Go whole switch. Whole switch or no switch, kids. Right Joy-Con. Whole switch Ferta. Never right Joy-Con. Always whole switch Ferta. Right Joy-Con Ferta. You always Bardowski's, bud. You always Bardowski's. Jesus Christ. 
so, yeah, schmelts, it, am it, I right? It, it sucks that it's we're not going to be guaranteed like all of our fast favorite Pokemon or whatever. And that is like... But we are basically guaranteed that at some point they'll be useful. And it's not the first time that like a new game has come out and you didn't immediately have access to the things you liked from prior gens. I mean, um, Bank existing. like It took them a long time to update Bank for everything, too. Um, yeah. Bank updates were delayed. You couldn't get Pokemon into black and white... Or from black and white into X and Y for, I want to say, four months? Yeah, it was a significant period of time. Like, you it's couldn't not, pull stuff into sun and moon for a hot minute, either. It's yeah. It's not the first time this stuff's happened. This might be the most extreme version of it so far, but like the Pokemon company knows how much people's favorite Pokemon mean. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely going to be ways to use it. We don't even know the nature of Pokemon Home yet. There's like We know there's some interactivity you can trade and stuff. Wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of even like super simplistic battle. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was going to comment on this. This was a concept I was tooling around with. So like, what if essentially Pokemon just releases some sort of Pokemon Stadium esque game where it's basically just the models and character models, like the Pokemon models and the character models, and you can basically just import your Pokemon from home into like a Pokemon Stadium esque game, and you just play that. Just like the new PBR. Basically, Pokemon Battle Revolution or Colise- or Coliseum Stadium, was a lot more. Yeah, you're honestly, right. Stadium was a lot more than PBR as well. How much more? Like Stadium the mini games. Had, but... It had the mini games. It had like a sort of pseudo story mode with the so did Battle Revolution. I just know none of us played Battle Revolution, but I looked into it because I was curious about how it worked. There was a there was a story mode. Okay, there. I remember because like I grew up with Stadium One and Two. Yeah. Um, and like seeing Battle Revolution, I was like, I I grew up with Stadium and Coliseum, mm-hmm. and so looking at Revolution, and I remember thinking, wow, this is even less than Stadium. It's not though. It's probably more than stadium well no sorry it's more in the battle situation because there's a story mode it's like very simplistic you battle person you battle person you battle person kind of yes. a story mode yeah but like there's still that same kind of like trainer tower story mode thing like stadium had yeah but they just didn't have all the extra mini games like sushi which honestly you know like here just i'll pay 60 dollars just to play like sushi yeah pokemon yeah don't at me i mean actually at me give me at no one sushi. else just him just me jake of johto your biggest fan? That's probably not true. Wait, wasn't Magikarp Splash a mini game? Yes. In Pokemon Stadium. Yes. And then they made that into Magikarp Jump, a mobile game. So maybe we'll get all of the other Pokemon Stadium mini games as mobile games. I cannot wait for Eevee Go Round. <laughs> I look forward to playing Lickitung Sushi on the go. But Brandon, you were saying. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I know, you look so sad. But no, like, I was actually toying with that idea. Like, honestly, what if they just basically make some sort of... Like, straight up, if you just told me, more or less, it was going to be... You import your Pokemon, and you're basically playing, like, Pokemon Showdown on the Switch. Charge me 40 bucks for that. I'd play it. I'd pay it. I mean, Pokemon Home is going to be on, like, cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what if you just have, like, Showdown on your phone? Or you can use anything that's stored in there. Bank teams, you can just play for fun. But then for, like, the full Pokemon experience, you can put it into the game. Yeah, I don't think there's a problem with that, like, at least initially to me. I'd be down with that. Yeah. But. I think it's too soon to make full assumptions on it. And get, like, really upset about it. But, every, you know, it's it's the nature of, the, like, the internet and everybody just to get really upset about stuff you don't have enough information on. Oh, yeah. The game is Build super- unreasonable expectations and then get angry when they aren't met. 
Right. Because yeah. if you look at... <laughs> Travis. <laughs> but no, like if you look at the game, other than this one thing that you didn't know about beforehand, everybody was raving about how great this game was going to be. Everybody was super excited for this game. But then this one thing happened and everybody's boycott the game. It's the end of the world. This game looks like trash well, now. And it's like... So, out of all the reactions, I think the people saying that let's not buy this game have the best reaction. Because if you don't like what they're putting out, then don't buy it. Right. That's yes. And that's totally fair. Um, I, I think it's important to like keep in mind here. And uh, I know I think I talked to Travis and Brandon both about this. Um, we already know that Nintendo delayed Animal Crossing, right? At E3. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo's stocks like, sunk like a rock afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they also had delayed Pokemon so that they could fit all the Pokemon into the game... And miss the Christmas deadline. And miss the Christmas deadline. Like, that's the big thing. You gotta remember, Pokemon games come out when they come out so that people can buy them for their kids for Christmas. It's gonna, it's gonna sell consoles. It's like, just, there's a lot of people who don't have a Switch. I know people who I work with, who I go to school with, who have told me already, like, well, I guess I have to buy a Switch now for Pokemon Sword and Shield. That game looks fire. That game looks awesome. Like, we, we really want to play Pokemon Sword and Shield, and that's the reason they're getting a Switch. So, like, they need to hit that Christmas market because that's how Nintendo's making profits, like, at the end of the day. And even if Game Freak themselves really wanted to, like, hey, give us another half a year, give us another four months, it's too late by Nintendo's standards. And, like, they have to work with Nintendo, they have to get stuff done. Especially in the face of, like, they've just delayed Animal Crossing earlier this year. They announced they were delaying Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. They've had a lot of delays this year. They can't really afford to have one of their other big-name franchises. Arguably their biggest to second biggest name. Like, the... Well, Pokemon is, like, the second biggest franchise, but it's, like, the first biggest media franchise. Yes. Yes. So, and also, just keep in mind, Pokemon isn't just a game. Remember, there's TCG sets coming out. There's an anime coming out. And if they, like stop the games in their tracks um that has a domino effect and delays things all down the pipeline it won't though that's the thing right so you just be getting anime episodes for a region for games you haven't played yet you don't have any concept for you're gonna be getting pokemon cards for pokemon you've never seen yet with uh generation three the anime did come out before the games yeah i remember that only a couple episodes but like that was the first time you got to see like the starters and duskull yeah Oh yeah, I remember because May was freaked out by Duskull. Mm-hmm. And you had Butch and Cassidy out of nowhere. Butch and Cat. okay, so Biff and Cassidy. Buzz and Cassidy? Yeah, Butch and Cassidy. Wait, wait, you said my name right. That's my favorite dumb joke is when somebody actually says Butch's name right and he gets like so like... Surprised and happy. You actually said Butch? Oh, but yeah, no, those characters are great. I love them. Yes. I- I don't remember where I was going with it, because it's a little late at night right now. But, like, the important thing is, my battery is going to die on this laptop, and I need to grab a charger real quick. Keep talking amongst yourselves. No. God damn it. Honestly, I think we're pretty close to the end. I do as well, but I just want to make sure we don't lose everything. Essentially, it's just that... Even though it sucks as a customer that this is how it has to be... It is basically the only pragmatic way that these games can be profitably made and released. Right. There are limits on the system, and I would rather have them make a better game with compromises than making 
like not, I guess. And there's a lot of arguments being made like, oh, the games aren't that much more graphically advanced than previous games. Like, the wild area alone is actually pretty... Like, that's, that's, that's the, a lot. It's pretty much the only place we've actually seen a lot of, yeah. to be fair. But there's a lot that we haven't seen. There's a lot of stuff. Like, we can't even imagine the full scope of the games yet. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, right? So let's say at the end of the day, when we get these games, right... It's massive story, massive characters, all this extra world massive to explore. Pokemon. True. So, like, but like, at the end of the day, would you want to have all your Pokemon and like zero story, a bad game, like that's just another like slot in Pokemon, fight your way to the Elite Four, and then just play the post game or like just play post game to breed, or would you rather have a good gameplay experience all the way through? And I know that that's going to be. That's going to be on different people's like priority lists, but I think at the end of the day that like, this is probably going to be one of the better Pokemon playthrough games. I feel like if something had to be sacrificed, it would be that I'm glad that it's non-essential Pokemon to the gameplay experience of Pokemon Sword and Shield. And rather than sacrificing the core gameplay and story to try and accommodate Pokemon that don't fit into the main game. Right, and especially, like, legendaries, right? If you just consider how many legendaries there are in the game that should not appear in the game. Like Mewtwo, Articuno, Zapdos, you go all the way through the game for most other legendaries that you should not see in the gallery region. Like, there might be a couple of outside region legendaries that usually are within the games, but, like, putting all those models in there, and, like, to be fair, people have been arguing, oh, these models don't look that much better, but they are from the ground up, for a lot of these models, we can tell, are from the ground up new models. They may look very similar to the old models. Because this uses a different engine than even Let's Go, right? Yes, this uses, I believe, the Unreal Engine. I'm not 100% sure on that. I would doubt it. No? Same. I would doubt it. I don't that. know. I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure it's not the Unreal Engine. Okay. But. but different uh, engine. It uses a different engine, and it's like they've gone from the ground up with character, like the Pokemon designs. Like, Growlithe is the most noticeable one that was, like, pointed out to me online. It was like, there's a completely different stance, different coloring, um, different, like, uh, movements. And all the Pokemon have a lot more dynamic movements. It's a lot harder to see in, like, the little bits we've been getting of it. But, like, Pokemon have much more natural movements, and it's less, like... Pokemon Stadium and more like real like a breathing creature there so like they're doing a lot more to update these models to be like modern day proof and if it takes them a while to be able to get those all into new games like that's just like the nature of it yeah I think that pretty much covers it Evan it's great having you on this was a fun time it's good to be here uh maybe we'll have you on again sometime I'd be excited for that. Preferably not at midnight. No. Next time. <laughs> uh, That'll be the end of the cast. Uh, you can find us on Lake, at Lake of Rage Radio on Twitter, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And I think that covers it. Have a good one. Bye, friends. <laughs>